This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of 1 John. still redemption. He loves those people. He's, he's reaching out to those people. You and I are here to reach out to them. You and I are here as part of the, part of the rescue plan, not part of judgment. And James and John, what they were suggesting was in conflict with what God wanted to do. It was in, in conflict with his heart. When you and I refuse to love, even in situations like that, our vision gets obscured. We can't see clearly the path which God wants for us. Once we have been walking with God for a while, it can be easy, if we're not careful, to get up on a high horse. If we forget all that the Lord has done to forgive us and extend mercy to us, we can begin to harshly judge those still lost and living in sin. Pastor Robert reminds us today that Jesus came to save the lost, and it's our job to call them home. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with part three of today's message in the book of 1 John. God, you know I don't really hate that guy, but... And God says, yes, you do. You do hate the guy. You just haven't really come to grips with the fact that you're capable of hatred. And so we can't really work with this. God, you know I'm not a, you know I'm not really a, I'm not really a thief. I mean, I only stole that one. And God says, no, you're a thief. And the minute you come to grips with it and you can come into agreement with God and, and just, it, God, I hate the guy. I hate him. I, don't, I, know it's, I know it's bad. I know it's wrong. But I hate him. And I can't help it. You know what God says to that? Now I got you. No, that's not what he says. What he says is now we can go to work on it. You can't change that about yourself. But God can change that. God can change that. God can actually change your heart. When we stop making excuses, I hear it comes in all different forms. You know, I'm Puerto Rican. That's just the way things are. You know what I mean? And fill in the blank, right? Fill in the blank. Italian, you know. I'm from the South. That's just the way we do. Come on. You know. I hear it from everybody. I'm from New Jersey. I'm from Boston. You know, I'm a Southie. You hear all kinds of excuses. We make all kinds of excuses. We rationalize. We try to soften it. I'm not really. He's not really a bad person. Yes, he is. The minute we come into agreement with God, now God can, can actually go to work in our hearts and our lives. We talk about a person being blinded by hatred, and the Bible says that is a real problem. That is a literal danger. 
that you can be so blinded by your resentment and hatred of another individual that you don't even realize you went way off course. You are so far off course in your life. And you don't even see it. Because you, your vision has been obscured. That's literally what the Greek words say. Your sight is obscured by the hatred for this one person. Think about it. The jihadists we read about. You know? Killing people all over the place, right? I mean, how do you, how do, you do what they do? We got kids in the room, so I'll restrain myself. But how do you do that stuff? Well, they're blind from hatred. It's irrational. But see, the immediate danger to you and me is is much more insidious than this. It's a blindness that John knew very well. In Luke chapter 9, verse 51, Luke tells us concerning Jesus, now it came to pass when the time had come for him to be received up that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. And as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. But they, the, the Samaritans did not receive him because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. Now, quick footnote before we get to verse 54. See, the reason they were upset about the fact that he was determined to go to Jerusalem is that the Samaritans didn't believe you were supposed to worship God in Jerusalem. That was, they had this point of disagreement, point of, of contention with the Jewish religious elders, with, with, you know, with the Jewish people, they believed that God was to be worshipped over here, and the Jews believed God was to be worshipped there in, in Jerusalem. And if you remember the story of the woman by the well with Jesus, that's part of what she asked him about. So they're like, no, he's going to Jerusalem. We're not going to help him get to Jerusalem. No, he can't stay here with us. Verse 54, when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did? But Jesus turned and rebuked them and said, You do not know what manner of spirit you're of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Now listen, see, the church is still doing this kind of stuff today. The church is still doing this kind of stuff today. We forget that all those people that we get so angry with and so frustrated with, and we, you know, that we're, they're against us and they're out to get us, and they may be. But Jesus said, but those are the people I came for. I came to save those people. I came to rescue and redeem those people. If you go calling down fire on them, we can't very well rescue them, can we? So no, that's not the plan. See, so often, listen, so often we as Christians put ourselves in direct conflict with the plan of God. Because for now, this this is going to change at some point. But for now, we're still here the plan is still redemption. The plan is still redemption. He loves those people. He's, he's reaching out to those people. You and I are here to reach out to them. You and I are here as part of, the, part of the rescue plan, not part of judgment. And James and John, what they were suggesting was in conflict with what God wanted to do. It was in, in conflict with his heart. When you and I refuse to love, even in situations like that, Our vision gets obscured. We can't see clearly the path which God wants for us. And we make choices that end up bringing negative consequences into our own lives and into the lives of other people. We don't know what manner of spirit we're of. A friend of mine shared a story with me recently about how he had once allowed resentment to blind him for 
a season. It's so common. We see it every time a preacher falls into sin or gets revealed as a fraud. Those who had idolized that particular preacher, those who had placed him on an inappropriate pedestal in their minds, often resent the man to the point of hatred and and can even develop a, a resentment toward the church in general. I mean, I don't know how many conversations I have had with people who have just said, I don't go to church. Why don't you go to church? I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Why don't you want to go? Well, because this guy, right, fill in the blank. 15 years ago, he did this, he said that. And so one guy wronged you, did something evil to you way back when, and you've written off all men of that profession. You've written off all churches because one church treated you badly. That sounds like blindness to me. My friend told me that he had really resented this former friend until one day he realized that that person's failure was not a personal offense against him. He said, I realized what he did was horrible, but he didn't do it like to me. He just did it. You know, for example, with a pastor, you look up to this guy, you respect him, you appreciate him, and then you find out that he's been cheating on his wife for two years, coming up preaching every week. What if the guy's a fraud? What a, what a fraud. Yeah, but he didn't do it to you. Forgive him. Now, don't trust him as a pastor again. You do understand that forgiveness and trust are not the same thing. So I see it going both ways. I've been amazed at how often people, because, again, because they've idolized this person so much. I had a lady tell, to, you know, tell me, and this was, this was about you know, Bob Coy, Calvary Chapel, Fort Lauderdale, who was my pastor, sent me down here 20-something years ago. And I had a lady tell me just a few weeks ago, she said to me, I don't care what he did. I'm like, wait, that's not wise. Yes, forgiveness is absolutely appropriate. Forgiveness is good. But sometimes we get it mixed up in our head. You know, God says, forgive them, love them, pray for them. But he doesn't tell you that you have to immediately trust them. That may be very foolish on your part. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. The name of our broadcast is our goal for this ministry, to keep the main thing the main thing, Jesus Christ crucified, glorified, and honored as we study and apply His Word. Maybe you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet Sunday mornings at 9.30, 11, and 12.30. Then again at 7.30 p.m. on Sunday nights. For more information, call us at 305-531-2730 or log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Thanks, Tracy. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast to listen to or download. Also, we encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, 
we will send you an MP3 CD of the entire book of 1 John. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Mark your Bibles in the book of 1 John and join us next time here on Main Thing Radio.